Welcome to another episode. I'm Sabrina Lynn, and this is Rewilding. We've got full moon in Leo for February 16th, 2022. Leo full moon, this is something I don't talk about in the main section, so this is like bonus content for podcast listeners only. Um, Two things that I want to share with you as a little bit of bonus fun content is... Full moon in Leo really highlights our courage, our bravery, our big hearts, our creativity, our playfulness. There's also a yod. So this is going to be three things I'm bringing in that is not in the video version. There's also a yod that's happening in with this full moon. So finger of God, right? There they're powerful. So this, this yod, this finger of God is pointing at the moon. It's pointing in that direction of Leo, pointing in the direction of, I want to use these words, true shining self, how you express your true shining self, your creative, like what it is that you create, who you truly authentically are and how you shine that out into the world. So there's this beautiful finger of God pointing right at that, but it can feel a little bit, um, a little bit uh, like p- pushy, <laughs> maybe pushy could be a good, a good word for that. Um, the third thing that I want to share with you that I don't talk about in the video or the main body of the podcast is there's this dance between sovereign whole self and relating to other. So this dance and this real, um, kind of opportunity, let's call it an opportunity, an opportunity to come into like next evolve relationship where we are whole unto self, but in ever deeper and ever more intimate spaces with other, right? So feel into that. I'll say it again, whole unto self, sovereign self. I am whole unto self. I am sovereign. I have healthy boundaries. I have a strong agency within me, but I'm also able to experience intimacy and relationship in ever deepening levels of sacredness, of connection, of trust, of all of the things, right? This is so beautiful, but it's really inviting us to move out of either or, either self or relationship, either, you know, I'm whole unto self or I'm giving over my agency, I'm compromising, I'm, you know, not really my full self. It's moving out of that, out of this either or into both and, and that's tough. That's tough. That's an evolutionary process, but it's beautiful. And it's what this moment in time is really pushing us toward is both and both this sovereign, strong, whole unto self, this strong agency within self and ever deepening expressions of sacred relationship, sacred union, um, intimacy, trust with another partnership. You know, what are the new paradigms of relationship? We're really being called to create new paradigms of relationship, partnership, friendship, family ship. (laughs) And it's really, really beautiful. Something that I'll talk about in the main podcast is the reunion experience and a program that really supports this process that really takes you into deep inner alchemical practices, deep reflective spaces to go, what is my truth here? And how can I strengthen my agency? How can I deepen into sacred union doing both? How can I come into this both and expression, this both and expression? And right now during the month of February, uh, the reunion experience is 50% off. That makes it under a hundred dollars. Yeah. <laughs> if that's something that sings to you, it's on the website, sabrinalynn.com. So Sabrina Lynn, L-Y-N-N, two N's.com. Um, or you can find it in the show notes below or our Facebook group or 
any of our social platforms. I mean, we're kind of sharing different things about it and different tips about it. And we'll be talking about it over the next coming weeks because the astrology is so incredibly supportive of this journey between our own masculine and feminine and this ever, um, this ever evolution, this ever deepening, ever deepening, ever deepening, ever deepening into the heights and depths of what's possible um, with the union of these two amazing energies. All right, um, that's all I have for announcements. I will leave you to enjoy the episode. If I had to bring three themes to this February 16th full moon in Leo, the three themes that I would bring, and we'll dive into these of course, but the three themes that I would bring is soul purpose, really at this point of of the crossroads this we have a capacity to to choose to choose which path to choose which road to really feel into what is maybe just a little bit more aligned for our lives than previously uh that's theme one theme two uh is is the dance of the polarities the this wild union between masculine and feminine, this dance between um, life force itself and consciousness, this dance between form and formless, this, this dance between Shiva and Shakti and what it is that can happen in our beings, in our lives, in our bodies, in our lovemaking, in our relationships when we can come into right relationship within ourselves or right relationship with those just raw energies of you can say yin and yang you can say masculine and feminine you can say form and formless you can say consciousness and love doesn't matter which forms but um there's this beautiful i won't go into it yet let me just do it really quick really really quick because it's so fucking good there's this beautiful union between mars and venus that's happening on this full moon on this this is auspicious as hell on this full moon and it's we sometimes think of mars and venus as you know the archetypal couple but they're in a rather uh, we sometimes refer to them as a lower archetypal in the lower archetypal realm if we were going to talk about this in states of consciousness we would talk about them in more of a physical more of a mundane level they're more mundane archetypes however however this is the amazing beautiful glorious part to this they have shiva in the dance with them shiva divine masculine right he is he is formlessness he is he is that which holds all of the masculine archetypes within it right it's it's the it's the counterpart to shakti so we talk about shakti as all the faces of the goddess shiva is her consort all the faces of the masculine, all the faces of the God, all the faces of the divine masculine. And there's a real sacredness that Shiva brings, a real, a real sacredness, a real um, demanding for depth, demanding for us to bring uh, deeper depth into relationship, more consciousness into relationship. And him being in the mix with Venus and Mars is enormous, is enormous. Not only that, Vesta, Vesta, who some consider her Hestia, goddess of home and hearth. So yes, of course, that aspect comes about when we feel into that. But what many people don't know or don't necessarily go into are some of the higher heights of Vesta or deeper depths of Vesta, some of the other... (laughs) less known aspects of Vesta and that's Vestal Virgins that's Keeper of the Inner Flame that's Sacred Priestess that's in a way in a way if we feel into the sacredness that Shiva brings in the Divine Masculine you could say Vesta has the capacity to match that sacredness in the Divine Feminine 
it is literally like these two are dancing in temple space, dancing in temple space. Vesta holding like the keeper of the inner flame, the inner sacred flame. And uh, her symbol is this V, this beautiful V. And so there's this containment that comes when, when one works at these levels or depths of Vesta, this containment and this capacity to, to focus Shakti, to, to focus Shakti, to, to, which is also something that Shiva has a capacity to do. This is, this is crazy for creation. This is crazy for creating things. It's crazy, crazy fertility. So fertility on all levels, fertility on physical level, fertility in planting seeds in your business, fertility in anything that we're wanting to create anything that we're wanting to make manifest or to, to bring into the world. Okay, I know I just went really far into a theme, but this is the theme that to me is speaking the loudest. There's also some complications with this theme that I want to talk about. There's almost, um, uh, uh, it's almost veiled. It's, it's, it's almost veiled or uh, hard to access. So you might be feeling like, Sabrina, I hear you. I hear you. Mars and Venus are together. I hear you. There's some sort of sacred sexuality happening. There's some sort of union. There's some sort of romance and passion and love happening in the skies, but I ain't feeling it. And I want to talk about that. So if you're in that kind of camp or experiencing that, I want to talk about that and give you some ways to work with that, through that, in that. Um, but if I were to give you a third theme, so if our first theme was soul purpose, our second theme is, let's call it sacred union. Our third theme, oh God, it's gonna be shadow. It's gonna be shadow work. I have to call it, I have to call it, I have to call it that. I, I, there is not one that's louder than that one, is we are still in some really big Pluto territory, some really big, um, seeing the hidden secrets being revealed, uh, Mar, uh, sorry, Mercury, actually Mars, Venus and Mercury have all either done or are continuing or will do a dance with Pluto coming up. Uh, Mercury has just crossed over Pluto. Mercury's also just shifted signs. Venus will cross over Pluto. Mars will cross over Pluto. I'm not sure who goes next, if it's Venus or if it's Mars. Uh, yeah, I can't, I don't know in my head <laughs> uh, who crosses next, but there's this, uh, there's this call to uh, continue to excavate, continue to really deepen into our truths and to really deepen into our truths around relationship. So, okay, if those are the three themes, let's just call, call the three themes. Let's see, where do we want to go first? I think Pluto is screaming. All right, so let's keep talking about this and let's deepen into this. Let's do this via reflecting on our lives. So just take a quick moment, like, all right, I'm in embodied astrology. Like I'm in rewilding astrology. This isn't just heady. This isn't just Sabrina's gonna regurgitate a bunch of information and puke it all at me. This is a, I'm going to step into this alchemical cauldron. That's what I'm inviting us, you to do in this moment is to step into this alchemical cauldron and let this be an experience for you. It's experiential astrology. It's rewilding astrology. It's full body, full spirit, full mind astrology. It's, it's, it's astrology for whole self astrology for evolution. I like the evolutionary astrology. So if we're going to reflect and we're going to come into it from our own experiences, our own, um, our own world, our own perception of the world. Let's go in through the door of relationship. Yeah, we're still talking about Pluto and all of that, but I want to go in through the door of relationship. And I want to invite us to reflect on your grandparents' relationship. Just, just play, play along with me. I, I promise you this will be a different experience if you, if you go for it. So reflecting on your, your grandparents' relationship. Okay, this is how 
I call my grandfather Pops. This is how Pops kind of is, kind of the archetype that, that he represents or the archetypes that he really carries, okay? I don't have a cool name for my grandma. It's just, just grandma. <laughs> so my grandma, like this is the archetypes that, that she really holds and carries. And, you know, this is how she like sources her value. This is how Pops kind of finds his value. And this is how they dance. You know, you just feel into it. And you can feel into your other set of grandparents, how they did if they're not with you anymore. But, and then your, your parents, just, just take a quick, this is, this is pretty powerful. This is, what we're doing is we're looking at the evolution of relationship. We're, we're looking at the evolution of relationship through one tiny little lens, one tiny little lens of, of marriage, really, of intimate partnership. So look at your parents and just go, wow, okay. What did mom hold? What did dad hold as archetypes? What was their relationship like? Was it different than my grandparents? Was it more open? Was it, did it last as long? Were there different values or different priorities in it? Was there a different kind of rub? Were they more frustrated in relationship than maybe grandparents' relationship? Now, stay removed. This is the hard part because everything is so gosh darn personal for us, but you're the witness. You take yourself right up high and you look down on yourself. Like you take yourself out of your life and out of your body, out of your life, and you just look down. And you look down at your relationship. Maybe you're in relationship, maybe you're not. Your past relationships, your current relationship, just relationship. And let's just keep it to intimate relationship for this moment. So just kind of look down and go, okay, wow. Uh, my first like high school relationship, I was really just kind of repeating mom and dad or maybe grandparents or, and then, oh, maybe you've been married a few times. Okay, my first marriage, I was, was totally doing my parents. I was absolutely having my parents' marriage. That didn't last, lasted for however long, okay? That didn't work out for me. Then it seems like my relationship nature or how I'm in relationship kind of evolved into this or this, or this is what I started to crave in relationship. Now these are some reflective questions and I'm not gonna keep going on with this. I'm gonna let you dive into this deeper. This is a great practice, especially around this full moon. But some of those reflective questions are, you know, how did I evolve? My, my relationship started out looking like my grandparents and then actually I went like a wild child. I ended up doing a Lilith for a while, like Lilith stage two, just like footloose and fancy free or, or what, whatever it was for you. And then, and then maybe relationship kind of morphed into, wow, I just really want to have children. So that's the priority or wow, my priority in relationship is growth. Maybe it turned into like soul growth, spiritual growth. And so that's what I was really looking for in relationship. And now where am I at with relationship? This is a moment in time where we have to get real with relationship. We have to get real with ourselves. We, we can't keep the blinders on. We can't keep pretending that the current form of relationship is satisfying. Let me repeat that. We can't keep pretending that the current form of relationship is satisfying, nourishing, fulfilling, evolutionary, love-filled, soul-aligned. Just, just, just feel that. We, we can't keep pretending. And then expand it out beyond intimate relationships. So now it's beyond partner, partners, married couple, you know, spouse, beyond that into friendships. I can't keep pretending that the relationship in this form is true, is supportive, is, is representative of who I am now. This is so big right now and it's not comfortable. It's not a comfortable aspect of this. Like I was saying, there are these glorious aspects of union and of relationship that are being opened up in us these capacities for higher levels of sexual expression like sacred sexual expression um, there's there's higher deep deeper let's go with the word deeper there's deeper aspects of 
of intimacy that are available, deeper aspects of being fully self while in deep connection, right? Who doesn't want that? To be fully myself while in deep love, like in deep connection, in deep love, right? To share that with another. I shouldn't say who doesn't want that because I'm kind of like, I don't really, I don't really know. I'm kind of feeling good. <laughs> so also know if you're like in a similar place to what I was just expressing, also just know that everything that I'm talking about external is also internal. Every, it's, it's way beyond relationship to other. It's also relationship to self. It's my relationship to my own masculine, my relationship to my own feminine, my relationship to my body, my relationship to my creativity, my relationship to all this stuff around self-love, right? Self-love, self-esteem, my relationship to the land I live on, my relationship to um, the home that I seem to be a caretaker for in this moment, you know, just all relationships. And so let me talk about this shadow aspect a little bit more and give us a little more tangible stuff around this. Um, <laughs> just feeling what most serves this moment. Um, so all of the planets are direct. This is another aspect. If I had to say that there was a fourth theme, this is the one that I would say all of the planets are direct right now. I believe until May, everything's going direct. That's forward motion. And you sometimes feel like the wind is at your back or it's time, it's go, it's go time, right? Like we need, let's, let's make it happen. Let's, let's drive this ship forward. And so that's, that's definitely happening. And you're probably feeling maybe a quickening is, is starting to feel or like you're getting traction in things or you're very inspired or, or motivated or uh, can like anchor things in a way, make them manifest in a way that maybe was a little bit more challenging when things were retrograde. But here's the interesting part. Mercury is not yet out of his shadow from going retrograde. Venus is not yet out of her shadow. And because Pluto is in the mix with these, with these two, and has been in the mix with their retrograde, it's like he amplifies, he's God of the underworld, he amplifies this underworld journey. And what is an underworld journey? It's a journey into our unconscious. It's a journey into everything that resides beneath the surface of our like thought capacity. It's unconscious. It's the things that I don't know about myself, the things that I can't see about myself, right? It's, it's fruitful territory. It's glorious to work in the unconscious. Um, I've said lots and lots and lots of things about this. The last video we talked about this, uh, the last video was, was a pretty scathing video. It's kind of fiery. It's about, why I think we're doing women's work and men's work all wrong and how there's, in, in my observation, there's a faster way to evolution. There, there's a faster way to waking up and I don't understand why we're not doing that. <laughs> I don't understand why, why we aren't holding spaces in that way. I don't understand. I don't understand. <laughs> it's really funny. So you'll find links to that up here and, and down below. Uh, what is it called? I don't, I don't even know what it's called. We titled the thing like eight different, eight different titles, but it's the, just the last, the last post, another post that might be really good to support this conversation. I know going back to a new moon astrology video seems ridiculous, but we're in the same cycle. So it goes new moon, full moon is the culmination. That's where we're at now. We're at the culmination of this cycle, this moon cycle. So if you haven't seen the new moon video, right? That will talk about these themes. It will, it will open the door and we go much deeper into shadow work, much deeper into this Venus retrograde, this um, Mercury retrograde. We go much deeper into this territory. So that might be something that really, really supports this conversation. And again, you'll find links up here and you'll find links down below. 
um, to the new moon video. And remember, the whole thing is one big cycle from new moon to new moon. Okay, so if we are, by the way, Pluto is, um, where do I have that written down? He is doing a beautiful thing with this moon, quincunx, that's what it is. Um, Pluto's in a quincunx to, to this moon. And to me, it's like, and there's also all this talk around this, this week is the US Pluto return. Now here's something interesting. I am feeling, I, I, I'm feeling, you might wanna kill me for this because everyone who's talking about astrology is talking about this being the US Pluto return, right? It peaks this week. This is the US Pluto return. All hell's gonna break loose. I'm not feeling that. I'm, I'm not, remember this is embodied astrology. So everything that's out there lives inside of us. It, it, all of these archetypes live inside of me. And so when I am sharing astrology with you, I'm not just reading a chart and interpreting what I see in the chart. I'm legitimately feeling it everywhere in my being. And um, to me, it's like intuitive astrology. It's, it's, it's like the greatest like, life guide on the planet. It's the greatest oracle ever is, is to have these capacities open. By the way, rewilding workshops will innately open this in you. They will innately switch on all of these archetypes and will innately like, open these capacities for you. So if you have rewilding workshops, now is a good time to be doing them too during this full moon. Persephone Hades, I know many of you purchased that one. Now's a really good time to do that. I know many of you are doing the reunion experience. That one's currently open. So Persephone Hades is closed, can't get into it. Reunion experience is open. That's one that I, there is no better rewilding program to do right now than the reunion experience. And we've got it 50% off because it just came out. Ah! Um, available for purchase. It, we actually created it a year ago, but then closed it. No one's had access to it except for a very small group of like a hundred um, men and women who were part of our living reunion experience. Blah, blah, blah. Anyways. Okay. <laughs> that was our little commercial break. Go sign up for a reunion experience. It's under a hundred bucks. You will not regret it. It will take you into all these places. All right. Um, so let me feel into... La, 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 la. Where was I going with all of this? Um, I think commercial breaks are worse for me than they are. For, I was talking Pluto quincunx. Um, so, and I was talking the US Pluto return. So here's just a little side note. Again, things that do not resonate, throw it in the fucking bucket, right? You could totally throw this in the fucking bucket. But this is my feel, and I promised I would not hold back on these. I promised I would not hold back on things that I'm sensing and feeling, even if they're out there. I heard a Rick Levine, who he's, a, he's an astrologer. You can Google search and find him talking about this. Just two days ago, I heard him do some calculations, and it's based on like sidereal astrology versus the da-da-da astrology, da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And him saying the U.S. Pluto return doesn't peak for two years. Now, I didn't go into any of the math, and I could, right? I'm a science nerd. I loved math. It's my favorite subject ever. But I felt in my body this, oh, this is why I'm not feeling U.S. Pluto return. I'm not feeling, I, I know I've said in previous videos, it's the US Pluto return, like we're in a Plutonian time, it's Pluto, Pluto, Pluto. And yes, it is Pluto, but I'm not feeling it specifically peaking for the US Pluto return yet. I'm just not feeling it. I'm not feeling it. I'm not seeing it. I'm not sensing it. Yes, yeah, stuff is a little bit goofy, but uh-uh, not for a Pluto return. That's my feel, that's my sense. A Pluto return is all of your misuse of power stuff's coming to the surface. All your hidden agendas are coming to the surface. Maybe not all, but a lot of them are coming to the surface. Like, like to, me, to me, it's like a death for a rebirth. And maybe it's just gonna start kicking off. Of course, because it's Pluto, 
even if it doesn't peak for two years, we're still in the energetics of it, but I'm just not feeling it as being the culmination. I'm just not feeling it as being the first like proper peak of the US Pluto return. So take that for what it's worth, throw it in the, chuck it in the fucking bucket, chuck it in the fucking bucket. Um, we've just added more to that now. <laughs> uh, but anyways, that's a little, I kind of digress over there. Let me come back to feeling if there's anything else around this Pluto quincunx in this moon, um, power dynamics, um, power plays, how we are in relationship with others and there are power dynamics in our relationships. That's something that's very much being highlighted, especially with Venus coming back across Pluto and Mars coming across Pluto. So if you're not seeing that yet, it will come. It will come. So this will still be a time in this dance of Venus, Mars, which normally they only last two and a half weeks, like a conjunction between Venus and Mars typically only lasts two and a half weeks. This lasts two months. This one lasts two months because of how they're moving in the sky and what's going on with them. It's like two months and they'll cross over each other twice. So this first cross will happen on this full moon, this first one, and then they'll have a second one where they'll perfectly conjunct again later on. And I don't know the exact date for that, although I might, if you give me one second, I could share that with you. I can. March 6th. So February 16th, the full moon, they come conjunct in Capricorn. And this is the stuck energy that I want to talk about, which might be veiling, might be veiling the magic of this. And then they come together again on March 6th in Aquarius, which is a totally different energy, right? Can you feel that? So Capricorn, dance, union, they make love, right? It's a dance party, but it's in Capricorn. Capricorn, organized, directional, um, earthy, very grounded, <laughs> can you feel it? Versus they come together and they dance in Aquarius which is freedom loving, unique expression, uh, new ways of doing things, uh, kind of out there energy. It's an air sign. So you can feel there's two very, they're so you're going to feel these two very, very differently, which is great. I think it's beautiful. I think it's amazing to have this mix of them. Um, now let's, weave into god i could talk about pluto like forever couldn't i yeah i love that masculine archetype i really do there's a billion there's a billion hades videos that i've done um so if that's something that sings to you you can go like dig into a little bit more just search hades or dark masculine or dark god on our youtube channel and you'll find some more videos around him but um, in an effort to honor our time, let's move into, where are we going to go? Um, let's move into the Mars, Venus, Shiva, Vesta aspect. So if we start to feel into that, I know I give a little bit of that in the intro, but when we feel into this Mars, Venus, Vesta, Shiva in Capricorn, so let's also throw that in, in Capricorn. Uh, there's a, there's a real high sacredness, but there's two things that I'm sensing here. It's a, it's a high level sacredness, a let's really explore relationship to the next level. You want to talk sacred relationship. You want to talk sacred sexuality. This, this is the energy that will bring you there. This is the energy that will bring you there. And it's more of an energy that will take you to the heights of sacred sexuality. I think there's also depths of sacred sexuality. Neither is better, but there's heights. There's like priestess, like making love as priestess, making love in that sort of a realm, this, this higher vibrational realm that's opening up very much so, but because it's in Capricorn, it's like, we're being asked to, okay, 
cool, open up to these higher realms of sacred relationship. It doesn't have to be making love. It doesn't have to be sacred sexuality. It can be just sacred relationship within yourself. It can be your relationship to the sacred, your relationship to the feminine, to the mask, to the, right? It can be all of those things, but really saying to us, okay, I want to open up your relationship to the sacred union, however that looks for you, whatever the expression is, but you're going to have to do it in the physical. You're going to have to do it in your body. You're going to have to do it in your life. You're going to, it's not about just meditating up into a blissful state. It's that I'm actually going to call it down and anchor it in. That's what Capricorn asks us to do is call it down and anchor it in. Call down the sacred, call down Shiva, call down Vesta and anchor it in. Anchor it in. Can you feel that? It's almost like calling down grace, not just into your third eye or your throat or your heart, but down into your belly, down into your guts, down into your hips, down into your yoni, down into your phallus, like down into all, like lowest levels of our being, calling it all down. <laughs> that makes me get really warm. <laughs> I feel like I'm just sweating and I'm going to overheat in a minute talking about that. So feel into what that feels like for you. The second component of this, by the way, we have a course called Sacred Sexuality. It does that. It totally guides you into that. That's on sabrinalynn.com. We'll put links to it up here and down there. Reunion experience in conjunction with Sacred Sexuality. Like those are the two experiences, the two workshops that I would, I would dive into and I would do them for the next month and a half. I would, I would not stop. I would not stop. I would do one workshop here that I would just skip over and do sacred sexuality. Then I would do another reunion. And then I would do my own like practices around it for a few days. And then I would dive into the next one. And then I would die. I would just, I would just stay in this beautiful, amazing cauldron. I mean, we don't get these windows of opportunity like this that all that often so that's a way to support if you feel to go into a space that's guided that's held that opens you up to new practices around the masculine and around the feminine so anyways um the other aspect so the one aspect of all of these beautiful archetypes in Capricorn asking us to bring the sacred down, like bring the sacred into the mundane. The other side of the coin is that Capricorn can possibly mute those expressions, can almost um, make, make them veiled. It might almost feel like, wow, Sabrina, I, I love what you're talking about, but I'm not really like tapping into that i feel like it's just really like the daily grind or the mundane right now or something along those lines or i feel like things are um really like so earthy and so not moving so just just feel if that's the case it can also capricorn can also bring out our armoring it can bring out our how we armor our bodies, how we shield our hearts. It can bring up a rigidity. That's also Capricorn, is, is rigid, like almost like rigid soldier. Like what's the next task I must do, right? That's Capricorn, taskmaster, and he's beautiful at it. He's great at it, but can sometimes, and our society as a collective, right? Our society leans so heavily in that. Right? We work nine to five, and I'm not saying that. I said many of us have blown up these paradigms, but Capricorn is also like old patriarchy, old, and not patriarchy man, but patriarchal systems, old, old systems, um, <laughs> um, old structures, old foundations, right? So there's, there's this innate rigidity. I remember when I first started um, running workshops and I asked an astrologer 
I said, you know, when's a good time to run a workshop and when's in all of its embodied experiential, right? Diving deep within shamanic workshops and tantric workshops. And I said, when's a good time to run workshops? When's not a good time? <laughs> and what he said to me was anytime Saturn, who's also Capricorn, anytime Saturn is making an aspect to the sun, don't run a workshop or the moon. Do not run a workshop. Just don't, 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 don't. It'll make it so hard. It's going to be so hard. You're going to have to break through everyone's armoring, all their rigidity, their emotions will be locked up. There won't be the fluidness. There won't, things won't be easily accessible. Just don't. So that's also what's at play here. That's also what's at play here. But once we're aware of this, now we can work with it. Right? So now that we're aware of this and we go, okay, okay, if I were to soften my armor, so just do this practice with me. If I were to take the masks off, if I were to soften my armor, if I were to get out of my rigid mode of do, 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 achieve, achieve, accomplish, 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 next step, next step, next step, next step. If I were to just loosen that and soften that, <laughs> and then I was going to call in the grace. So this is what I would do. I would call in this moment anyways, I would call down the heights. I would, and any of you who've worked with me for a while, you, you know how to call down the heights. Your central channel's open, heights are open, and you just, you just call down the grace. And if you've not worked with me, just visualize it, feel it, breathe it, sense it. Go do one of my free workshops, rewildingforwomen.com, sabrinalynn.com. You'll find free stuff all over, and I'm sure all of it works with this. I can't remember what's on them exactly, but you just call down the heights and you just allow it to drop right into the crown. And then I would invite the heights. I would invite that grace, that light, that love from the heights. I would invite it to come descend. This is a descending practice versus an ascending practice. Invite it to descend, 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 and see how deep you can get it to go. See how deep you can get it to go without forcing or pushing or pretending. I mean, don't, don't fucking pretend. That's a waste of everyone's time. You just, and that could be your practice every single day. So if you're like, ah, Sabrina, I'm, <laughs> I was going to say, ah, Sabrina, I'm too cheap to buy your workshops. <laughs> I just can't be bothered spending $100 on reunion experience. <laughs> if that's the case, <laughs> I respect it. <laughs> I'm kind of sad, but... I get it. Um, this is what this is a practice you could do every day. This is a practice that you could do every day is to call it all the way down, all the way down as and just every day, like, okay, where do the heights want to descend to? Because just know that there's so much supporting the heights coming down, us calling in the grace, us embodying more and 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 more of our own divinity, more and more and more of our own soul essence, more and more and more of our spirit, right? It's spirit and matter. It's that calling in the soul to inhabit the whole of the body. So it inhabits my hips, it inhabits my toes, it inhabits my sexual center, it inhabits my belly, it inhabits my heart, it inhabits my lips, my arms, my hands, my neck. It inhabits the whole of my body. That's the practice I would do. That's the practice I would do. Okay. Um, but first I would do the reunion experience because <laughs> that practice will be a thousand times more potent uh, after you do the reunion experience. So. All right, final theme that I want to just talk a tiny little bit about, don't have to talk much about, but this grand cross that's happening uh, with the nodes of fate. This is stunning. This is stunning. So um, in a full moon, the moon and the sun are opposite each other, and north node and south node are always opposite each other, and they happen to be in a perfect cross a perfect grand cross so they're squaring they're, they're squaring this moon this squares are not easy aspects so they're not easy but what they are is they're 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 pushy <laughs> in a good way they make things louder they really highlight uh the change. They really highlight that. I just keep feeling into being at a crossroads. You're, you're at a crossroads. Like I came to a fork and two paths 
emerged, right? Where do I go? Um, for those of you who know the archetype of Hecate, uh, queen of the witches, she's also known for the crossroads. She's known for her capacity to see in three directions, to see past, present, and future. She's known for her capacity to guide one through the crossroads of life, to guide one to almost like carry the torch and light the path forward, light the highest soul path forward when we come to these moments of crossroads. And this happens to be a moment that is a crossroads. Um, now, you can look, for those of you into astrology, you can look at what houses the moon is falling in, what houses, you know, you can kind of start to do some of that stuff, but I won't go into all of that. At some point, I will put together a free kind of tutorial on how to run your chart for free and how to sort of fit all of this into your birth chart, but I'm not there yet. <laughs> I've got a lot going on over at Rewilding. Um, but feeling into this, this crossroads, um, and I just want to feel Hecate's in a really good, beautiful, supportive aspect to this moon. So just know that there is this medicine woman. And even if you have not necessarily been initiated into Hecate or don't like know Hecate energy, just call her in. Just just invoke like Queen of the Witches, Hecate, medicine woman. She's this wise old crone and she could see. So you just call her in and... Um, she's triple goddess, so sometimes she'll come in like multiple forms. Um, sometimes she's carrying a torch. Sometimes she has like hounds, dogs with her. Uh, owl is also a Hecate animal. Uh, but you can just just feel into this wise old crone, and something to ask now, this moment in time, this reflective question that we can ask ourselves is, if I'm going to take the highest, quickest road. If I'm gonna take my own highest, quickest road, if I'm gonna take the road that feels truest, most soulful for me, so it doesn't have to be highest, quickest, those might not be the words that work for you. It can be the truest, most love-filled, most purposeful, most fulfilling path. Insert your own word. So feel into, what is it that makes you the most fulfilled, like you feel the most aligned, you feel the most alive, you feel the most purpose-filled, whatever it is, insert that word. And then you just go, if, and you can do this with every decision in your life, every decision in your life. If I was gonna take the most soulful path here, the most fulfilling path here, the most heart-aligned, the most, the truest path, that's, another, that's a good word for me, the truest path, the highest path, the path that serves to the highest degree, that's probably the one that gets me the deepest, uh, like really whips me into alignment. Because um, I know that when I say serves the highest, it's not just serving in like martyrdom outside of myself. It's, it's serving in that high, high, high place is the thing that most serves me, is the thing that most fills me, is the thing that is most aligned for me at this point in my life, right? So for me, that would be the question that I would ask. Is this what serves the greatest good of the all of everything the most? That's how I could literally make every single decision that's coming at me during this crossroads. Every single decision about relationship, about friendships, about career choices, about where to move. I mean, there's literally like five choices that just popped into my head for my own personal life when I asked that question. So feel into your life now and let whatever, you know, things you've been sitting on or haven't felt quite right. There's a rub for a reason. That's a good quote. There's a rub for a reason. It wouldn't make sense to anyone who hasn't listened to this, but there's a rub for a reason. And so feel into the things that are rubbing or they're not quite comfortable or they're not. And it's not that we need to maybe necessarily like end that relationship or leave that job, but there's something there. There's, there's something there. There's something there. So just feeling like what popped up when I was saying we're at a crossroads. What are you at a crossroads with? 
home, friendships, relationships, family, what you're creating in the world, where you're spending your time, um, your health, all, all, everything's, everything's on offer. Everything's on offer when it comes to the nodes of fate. All of it. All of it. All right. That's it for Embodied Astrology. Uh, I have one more thing to do. I love reading these comments, and this is really beautiful, and I think it might bring you something. So I love reading comments that offer something to our community. Um, by the way, I am incredibly grateful to our community. There are awesome conversations happening all over the place. There have been amazing conversations happening on Instagram, amazing conversations in our Facebook group. We'll put links to all this stuff below. I love all of your comments in the YouTube videos. I read all of them for the first 48 hours. So any comment left in the first 48 hours, at least for now, <laughs> I can read all of them. Uh, and I love them and I honor them and I cherish them. So if there's something that you would love to be witnessed or would love to share um, me or the rewilding team if it's after 48 hours, um, please do. We, we want to bring even more community feel. We want to bring even, I don't know, more um, interaction, more co-creative spaces. I don't, we're, we're working on all of that. And we're, you know, if you've been listening to videos in the past, we've been talking about NFTs and how the heck can we help our community to make money? You know, like, like it's, we're going to figure this thing out. Anyways, here's, here's the comment that I really want to read out today. Um, this was Elizabeth Wright and this was on the new moon video. So the new moon video for this full moon, which I encourage you to go watch. I have been feeling and experiencing this Venus retrograde. Now remember Venus is still in her shadow. So she's still technically, um, in the retrograde. She's out of the going backwards phase, but she's still in her shadow. So I've been feeling and experiencing this Venus retrograde in a very tangible, raw, powerful way. The walking through, the burning, the releasing, stripping away to start a solid foundation in relating in partnership and with money. We talked about money in the last video. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, and then she goes on to talk about the Persephone retreat, but Elizabeth Ray, huge shout out to you, woman. That was an awesome comment. So just know that that's all still active. Um, that what, what Elizabeth just brought in to our conversation. Okay. I hope to see you in the reunion experience or sacred sexuality, uh, both really support this moment in time and journeys into this territory. Uh, all right. So much love to you. I will see you when I see you, where I see you, and how I see you. Mm -hmm.